0: Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
1: Good morning. I hope you're doing well today. I hope uh, everything's going as great as expected, and that whatever isn't going great, you are working your way through. We're talking about when the going gets tough because tough times are going to come. They're already here for many people, and and in some ways, they're going to get tougher. A lot going on in the world right now. Please stay safe. Please, in public, continue to wear your mask. Let's just get through this. Uh, the next few months, if we could do a good job, I think we, we might be able to like put some of this to rest and be able to be a little freer in how we live our lives. The mask is not comfortable, it's no fun wearing it, but for our own safety and our family's safety and other people's safety, it's probably smart to go ahead and just do that for now. Okay. When the going gets tough, that's what we're talking about. And tough times are are coming, and they're they're right around the corner and they're right here among us, and we're facing them. And uh, only those who uh, are rooted, deeply rooted in the Word of God and in Christ in your life are going to be able to stand as things get tougher, right? And so we want to we dig our roots deep into God, into His Word, and that's why we're studying the Word of God today. People who have shallow roots are going to be blown over like a tree planted by the river and the waters rise and the wind comes and the tree falls because there's no roots when you build your life on god when you build your life on the word of god and on christ and he is the very core the very center of your life you are building your life on a rock that is immovable it's unshakable and you will stand you might you might shake you might you might bend and you might lose a couple limbs along the way but you will be fine you will stand strong and firm on a solid rock that is christ so Keep on growing, keep on building, keep on letting the Word of God come into your life and meditate on it, think about it, and let it stir in you, let it guide your steps and direct your path. When the going gets tough. And this series is a springboard from James, James chapter 1, where James says, and again, I, I know I've said this every sermon because... It's a springboard into the next uh, person that we want to look at, but we want to keep this in mind that when the going gets tough, God is up to something big. He's up to something great that he can only do when adversity comes. And in the midst of the adversity, what happens is you begin to realize what you're made out of. That's the cool thing. Adversity not only pushes us past our limits, but it also reveals where our limit is. And it allows us to understand that we need to be able to to go further, to go deeper, to, to be stronger. And so James says, consider it pure joy. Whenever trials come, they're going to come, face them head on, do it with joy in your heart, anticipate God's up to something great, and then just... Expect it. Expect something awesome to happen in the midst of the trial. Something good is going to come out of this if I keep my head on straight and consider it pure joy and just keep my attitude on God. What are you doing? Show me what you're doing and help me be a part of a great outcome here's what's happening trials are going to produce right here produces perseverance which is going to lead us to completion it's going to lead us to maturity and it's going to lead us to not lacking in anything and so we're going to become stronger and stronger and so so that's our springboard and today moses we're going to look at the life of moses because we want to look at different bible characters and how they handled tragedy and how they handled calamity and how they handled things that went on in their life that we deal with and 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 Moses, what we're going to find out is Moses pressed on. Now, there's a lot about the life of Moses. There's there's lots from the book of Exodus to the book of Deuteronomy. There's a bunch of information, lots of chapters and verses about the life of Moses. He lived a long time. And so there's quite a bit of scripture about his life. We cannot do it all today, but we're going to just hit the highlights of Moses' life. I hope I can share it with you quickly and then talk about some really important key factors for our own lives, From the life of Moses, and so we're going to use uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, which is in the New Testament, a passage that the Hebrew writer writes about about Moses. But the whole chapter eleven is about it's a hall of faith chapter about great people in the past and how they conquered and how they had victory and how they 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 stayed faithful in the midst of great trials. And so, really, the whole book of Hebrews would be a great book, especially chapter eleven, to kind of look at to see how great people uh, fight through uh, hard times. Well, Moses is written about in this book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and here's what it says. It says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. That's cool. His parents, full of courage and brave, hide Moses because the king of Egypt was fearful that someone great was born and he wanted everyone dead all the boys dead at, at that at that early age and so they weren't afraid of that and they they kept him alive by faith verse 24 Moses when he had grown up he refused to be known so he grows up in the in the in Pharaoh's and in the Egyptian a uh, leadership kingdom he, he's growing up in the palace as a child of Pharaoh, even though he's an Egyptian, or he's a he's a Hebrew child. He's a child of Israel, child of Abraham, and uh, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead. To his reward. And by faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. He saw God. And by faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. And by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned now this passage in hebrews 11 these few verses is definitely putting the life of moses in a nutshell this is a very nutshell version because moses lived to be 120 years old 120 years old and so moses is one of those people that throughout the scriptures we hear a lot about his accomplishments and his leadership adventures are plentiful and they're huge and they keep coming up throughout the Word of God. Charlton Heston or Carlton Heston and uh, the movie about Moses for most of us growing up painted a, a, a great picture of the life of Moses when we saw that on the TV screen and the things that Moses did. We won't talk about the accuracy of the movie as much but we will say at least it painted a picture of the greatness of of moses and biblical history biblical history highlights moses more than anyone else in the scriptures just about everyone else moses's life can be broken up into three 40-year periods 40 years 40 years 40 years he lived to be about 120 years old and then he died moses comes onto the scene in a desperate, slave-ridden Egypt, Moses' people, Israel, the Hebrew children, children of Abraham, are slave to the Egyptians for 400 years. And Moses comes onto the scene near the end of that 400 years. The Israelites, they trace back to Abraham and to Sarah and, the, and their son, Isaac. Isaac had two sons. One's name was Esau, the other's name was Jacob. Esau was the older boy, and he sold his birthright, remember, to his brother Jacob for a bowl of soup because he thought he was going to die. He came in from the wilderness, he was famished, and he sold out his birthright for a bowl of soup. That's not too smart. Jacob, the brighter child, apparently, was later called Israel. He is the father of the Israelites, and his father is Isaac, and his father is is Abraham, And so Abraham is Jacob's grandfather. This is a family thing. Jacob received the blessing. Jacob had two wives. One's name was Leah and the other's name was Rachel. The Levites, the Levite tribe, came through Jacob and Leah. His wife Leah birthed the Levite tribe through him. Remember, the 12 tribes came through mostly Leah and partly Rachel. Moses is a child of... Of a Levite named Amram. Amram is Moses's father and Moses or Amram is in line with Jacob and Leah who is in line with Isaac who is in line with father Abraham and he had many sons and, and Moses comes later and he is one of those sons. Abraham is from the land of Ur. Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of Babylon. There's Ur. This is Babylon. Here's Chaldea. And in this territory of Babylon, where the Tigris and the Euphrates River meet, where they believe the the, um, Garden of Eden was somewhere in this area, this is where the world began. This is where mankind started and moved from here. There's Canaan, where Abraham was told to go. God told him to leave the land of Ur and go to Canaan, and this would be the promised land. There's Egypt where they spend 400 years in slavery. And so this is the world that Moses and Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and that whole, our fathers, our our forefathers, started and began. This is where it all began. And so what the deal is, is this. This is the Middle Eastern. So Abraham and Moses and Jacob, they're all Middle Eastern people, and they are slaves at the time of Moses in Egypt. So they're Middle Eastern people, slaves in Egypt. When God called them away from his homeland and sent him to what would one day be the promised land, we aren't there yet. Abraham gets to see the land, but then they're in the, they're in slavery, and, and God is going to use Moses to lead them to the promised land, and they're going to take over the promised land. Well, Moses' parents are Jochebed, his mom, and Amram, his dad, who's the Levites. His siblings, he has two siblings, they are uh, Miriam and Aaron. Uh, both of them are older than Moses. He is the younger of, uh, He is the youngest of the three children. His wife, later on in life, becomes Zipporah. Her name is Zipporah. And his kids with Zipporah are Eleazar and Gershom. And so Moses has two kids that we're aware of. And so here's the deal. Moses, Moses' parents, sorry, Moses was born in Egypt. He came to life, he came to birth in Egypt while they were in slavery. And Moses dies on Mount Nebo. Remember, God buried him in the plains of Moab, overlooking the promised land. Moses never got to enter into the promised land. He only saw it from a distance. And this is straight across from Jericho, which would be the first city that Joshua would lead the troops into battle to begin the conquest. And uh, Jericho would be that first city. So there are approximately 500. I know this is a lot of information Um, I'm just trying to give you the highlights of the life of Moses really quickly, uh, without a lot of detail, just enough detail to kind of get a picture of what is happening in his life. But there's approximately 550 years between Abraham, Father Abraham, and the birth and Moses' life. Well, 550 years. And 400 of those years, Abraham's descendants, the Hebrew children, Are in bondage and slaves in Egypt so Moses uh, final words from Mount Nebo are found in Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 29 Moses final words in the scripture that we're aware of are these blessed are you O Israel who is like you a people saved by the Lord He is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you, and you will trample down their high places. And So as he's looking over this land, knowing that Joshua is going to lead the troops and take over the land and and rule the promised land one day in years to come, he knows that he will not be there. His big accomplishments, the life of Moses, are these. He returns to Egypt to rescue the Hebrew children. Remember them. They're in bondage. He leads the people out of Egypt to the promised land. He is given the Ten Commandments. He gives us the first five books of the Old Testament, which are called the, the books of law or the Pentateuch. And he he met God face to face. He's one of one of the only people, one of the very few that ever was able to talk to God face to face in some way. At the burning bush, up on Mount Sinai, he met with God in a way that no one else has ever met with God. And here's a cool, interesting interesting thing, is he is not only a prime key leader in Christianity, but he's also a leader in other religions like Islam, Judaism, and the Baha religion. So Moses is very popular, not just in Christianity and the Old Testament and our scriptures, but he was so real that other religions that are older also look to Moses as a great prophet. Not as much as we would consider him to be, but they looked at him as a great teacher and a great prom, prof, prophet. His challenge personally, he had some challenges. He had a lack of confidence in his ability. He was impatient at times, and he had some anger issues. When he did some things, he reacted in a very angry, angry way. As a leader, there were grumblings. He would he, he he struggled with helping the people stay focused on the promised land. Uh, he he had issues to deal with as as this. Potentially a million people moved out of Egypt and into the desert toward the promised land. All kinds of issues, food issues and taking care of people and their basic needs being met. He had attacks from surrounding groups that were always coming up against them. And he was overwhelmed by the issues of the people and had to come up with a way to distribute some leadership to others to help him deal with with the issues of many of the people. Moses and Jesus, Moses and Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15, Moses said this, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Moses, way back in the book of Deuteronomy, the very beginning, near the beginning of time, Moses spoke of Jesus. He spoke of a coming Messiah or the Christ that one day would come this is a prophetic word about the Messiah that would one day come Moses says lots of things and there's a big difference between Moses and Jesus here here's a picture of a big difference between them Moses walked through the water on dry ground ground and Jesus he just walked right on top of it so that's an interesting uh, truth about uh, the difference between Moses and Jesus but Moses and Jesus are very uh, similar in, in scriptural ways. They didn't have the same role in the same ministry, and Moses is not equal to Jesus in any way. But Moses was a likened to, to Jesus. Things that happened in Moses' life were also talked about in Jesus' life. In fact, I know you cannot see this, but there are 40 ties between Moses and Jesus, 40 different ties between the two of them. Lots of things that that they, each did or that happened to Moses that also happened to Jesus things like they both spent time in the wilderness they both dealt with folks that had a hard heart they, they both went up on the mountains they both fasted for 40 days they they were uh, both uh, envied um, lots of things 40 different things that that Moses and Jesus are, are very closely related and that's kind of interesting nobody else nobody else in history has that many ties to Jesus and um, Moses is also spoken of many times throughout the New Testament in fact in the Bible alone in the Bible the entire Bible the name Jesus appears over 1200 times the name Jesus which we would expect to hear the name Jesus spoken of more than any other name and it is but the next, number two, is the name Moses, 852 times. We hear about Moses throughout the Bible. And Abraham is the third, and his name is spoken of 312 times. So that just gives you an idea. 1,200 Jesus, 800 Moses, 300 Abraham. And we all put a lot of emphasis on Abraham because he is the father of a new covenant. He's the father of or the old covenant. He is the father of many nations. He was the one that God promised to bless The world through but Moses Moses who came after Abraham Moses is spoken of way more than even Abraham in the New Testament Moses is spoken of 76 different times throughout Scripture all the Gospels speak of Moses the book of Acts uh, different characters speak of Moses uh, Paul speaks of Moses and so we read about the life of Moses many many times in scripture many times this is a a number of pictures that represent the life of moses from when he was uh, put in the basket in the reeds when he was first born and found by pharaoh's daughter to um, moses killing an egyptian because he was standing up for one of his uh, his brothers one of his hebrew brothers and he murders an egyptian and because of that he had to flee and so here while he's fleeing into the wilderness and Pharaoh is angry with him and wants him dead he's a fugitive is where he meets and falls in love with Zipporah and he she becomes his wife and they have two sons then Moses we see Moses and the burning bush when he he speaks with God for the first time and God tells him he's going to go back where he's a wanted man to lead the people out of slavery, and so we have then Moses going back, and the ten plagues that God did through Moses. We have the Passover and the blood on the doorposts. That was the final act of God to get them out of there. We have the parting of the sea. We have them now on the other side of the sea, uh, being led by the cloud of fire and um, and a cloud uh, cloud during the day and a cloud of fire at night. We have Moses uh, getting angry and smash, hitting the rock and bringing water out of it. We have the Ten Commandments, and then Moses smashing the Ten Commandments because when he came down, they had made a golden image, a golden calf, and Moses was angry. He smashes the Ten Commandment tablets. God gives him new ones. And then we have the wandering, or we have them headed toward the Promised Land, right? This is Mount Sinai. They're at Mount Sinai, and for about a year from the time they leave Egypt to the time they get to the edge of the promised land, they set up a tabernacle that would travel with them, the Ten of Meeting, where they would meet with God, and there would be their holy temple. They uh, sent spies. You know, when they get to the promised land, Moses sends spies into the land, and and they come back. And remember, uh, two of them have a good report, and the rest have a negative report about the people. They're too big. We can't do this. It's impossible. Um, and everything's huge, including the grapes are huge, but even the people and the warriors are huge, and they'll kill us, they'll slaughter us, we can't do this. And Caleb and Joshua are the only two who say, we can do this, we can take care of business, we can take over the land. But from there, God says, we're not ready. And so all of the men, all of the warriors that went to this point up to the very edge of the promised land because the spies and their negative report god said you will not enter the land and so none of them did except joshua and caleb and god waited for a whole other generation to come about and so they wandered they wandered in the wilderness they did not enter the promised land they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness until all of those adult males were dead and then God said Joshua you will lead the people into the promised land and so Moses is looking over the promised land before they begin their conquest and Moses leaves the scene God buries Moses Jude talks about the body of Moses and Moses was still alive even after he was dead and he appears on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah and Moses and Jesus. Much later, this is crazy, God buries Moses and God takes care of Moses. But that's a picture of the life of Moses. What I want to share with you as we, as we kind of bring this to a close is this: just, just some, some key points of Moses' life that should apply to us, that could apply to us very easily. Here we go. Number one, Moses' parents exemplified great courage now now not always but a lot of times kids are going to take their their cue from their parents right the parents in a lot of ways especially when your, your kids are young parents are God to them they are a representation or a a, a a reflection of what God is like and how kids view their parents begins to form in them how they view God right are they mean are they loving are they full of compassion what, what what about a parent does kids see and learn from that that begins to help them develop their attitude about god and so it's important that parents understand that they play an important role in the life of their kids for moses his parents showed courage scripture says by faith Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict, so they didn't care about what the king said his threats didn't matter they were going to be full of courage trust god and do what they thought and so this is a calling of all parents right when times are tough what kind of faith are you projecting to your kids what are you demonstrating to your children to your teenagers to your young people, through the battles of life, even right now in 2020, where is your courage? Where is your faith? Where is your sacrifice? Where is your willingness to be inconvenienced so that your kids see the faith of God living, growing, moving in you? Where is that faith? Are you drawing your kids to Jesus or are you leading them away you know that's that's a that's a a scary thought that our actions might be leading our kids further away from God you have a very short time as a parent trust me you have a very short time to impress on your child the ways of the Lord and when that time is over they will begin to decide for themselves what they are going to do but while they're young and growing, you have an opportunity to show them who God is, what He's like, and be full of courage so that one day maybe they'll they'll embrace that courage and bravery on their own. Moses' parents exemplified great courage. Number two, Moses knew, his identity. Isn't that insane? By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He, even though he grew up in the palace, he never claimed that he was one of them. He always identified himself with God's people, the Hebrew children, born to a Levi dad, raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He knew who he belonged to. He knew that he was a, he was a child of God, Father Abraham, grandfather Abraham and the God of Abraham was his God. He knew that as a child of God's that he would be a faithful child. Even while living and growing up in hostile territory, he knew who he was. He knew who he trusted. How many how many of of us need to to grab onto Who he is, who God is in our life. Yeah, he had issues. Moses had some issues with self-confidence at times and, and not believing that he was able to accomplish what God was asking him to accomplish seemed impossible. But he knew who he belonged to. He knew his identity. He knew that he was a child of God's and he knew that if he just kept moving forward with the Lord and being faithful, God would bring him through any doubt that he might have, and he did. Number three, Moses put God's kingdom first. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. The kingdom of God over the treasures of Egypt. That's insane. How many of us would choose that? When you are surrounded by all the treasures of life and all the pleasures of this world, and you have the means to be able to enjoy all of them, how many of us, like Moses, would choose to put the kingdom of God and faith in God above all that? That's what Moses did. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. He knew, Moses knew, and he fully understood that, one, he's a citizen of heaven, that God was his commander-in-chief, and that the stuff of the world did not compare to the treasures of heaven. And he knew that he was waiting for his reward one day in heaven, and it would be far greater than anything that he could collect on this earth. All the stuff and treasures of the world would never compare to the reward that he was waiting for in God. And Moses knew that. He knew that he put the kingdom of God first. Number four, Moses learned that his purpose, what his purpose was, and he got busy living in it. That's important, right? He he understood his what his purpose was, and he he got busy in it as soon as he was able to kind of figure it out. And 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 this took a little time. His first forty years from birth. Until the time he killed that Egyptian and was fleeing to, uh, into the desert 40 years. That's the first 40 years of Moses' life. It took him that long to get to a point where he stood his ground, chased out into the wilderness, which would seem like, now what? Oh no. But that's where God began to speak to Moses and began to reveal to Moses why he was even on the earth And the next 40 years, that middle 40 year period, would be Moses' training and preparation to go back to Egypt and lead the people out. That is insane. You know, sometimes you just have to wait. Like sometimes we just have to be patient and let let God show us when the time to move is. And that requires patience, something I don't have a lot of. But in the middle of, or in the midst of waiting, there should be preparation. We we should be studying and praying and seeking and doing everything that we can for the kingdom of God. But one day God will reveal that main purpose that he has for us. And and I don't know about you, but if you're not preparing before that, you're probably not going to see it. You're not going to get it. You're going to miss it. But if your mind is on God and you're preparing to, to serve the Lord and you're serving him in ways that you can along the way, when the moment comes, there will be no doubt. You'll hear exactly what the Lord wants you to do. Moses, Moses learned his purpose and he got busy doing it. Obedience to God. He, he had moments of doubt and confusion for sure, but, and he even lacked confidence in himself and his ability. But fear, his fear was overcome. His focus was regained, and the mission was completed. Somebody, um, and the mission was completed. How awesome is that? Number five, Moses. Moses led the people into the impossible. Isn't that insane? Moses led the people into the impossible. Here's what it says. The scripture says there in Hebrews, we read it. By faith, the people, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Moses and potentially a million people are trapped between the coming armies of the egyptian the military might and the the red sea which they cannot swim across or get across they are trapped this is an impossible situation think about it you go back to first first moses goes back to egypt right he goes back to egypt where where he's a fugitive they probably wanted posters up everywhere wanted moses this guy grew up in the pharaoh's uh palace now he's a fugitive, he killed an Egyptian, and he God calls him to go back there. And he goes back and he says to Pharaoh, let my people go, right? Leading millions, perhaps a million people toward the desert: men, women, children, cattle. And now he's trapped between the two. He's trapped between the military, and he's a fugitive and the and the, and the sea. And, and and God comes through in the life of Moses because Moses' faith. Is in God. And he's confronted with caring for and free, feeding all these people as they move out into the desert on the other side of the Red Sea. And Moses is confronted by all kinds of impossibilities, knowing, knowing that the food that they had, you know, that they brought out of Egypt was not going to last. It was not going to get them. It was not going to get them long. It wasn't going to take care of their need for very long. And they were going to run out of stuff. They're going to run out of food. They're going to run out of cattle. And Moses Moses was faced with impossible tasks. Arriving at the promised land only to be set back by unbelief and doubt. And then 40 more years of wandering. 40 years. Their food that they brought out of Egypt was not going to last for 40 years. It might get him through the first year Well, they got to the promised land, but he wasn't going to get him for 40 years. He was faced with one impossible task after another. And here's the thing about impossible tasks. This is what we learn a little bit from Moses, is that when we're faced with impossible tasks, the thing to do, the best thing to do, is just simply focus on the impossible task before you. Just focus on the one that's in front of you. Don't worry about the one three steps away. Just focus on the one in front of you and let God lead you through it one step at a time. The next one will come and God will lead you through it as well. Here we go. Adversity. This is the thing somebody once said, adversity does not build character. It reveals character. Something I said earlier. It does... does push us adversity pushes us to to be stronger but what it really does is it shows us where we're at it shows us how strong we are it shows us if we're really trusting god or if our faith is really on the lord or if it's about us and the sixth point of, uh, of this uh about the life of moses is simply this moses lived by faith it's emphasized in our hebrew passage five different times by faith by faith by faith by faith by faith moses is likened to christ his rescue to of israel the deliverance of the blood that saves all points to jesus it all points to who jesus is and what jesus's ministry was about moses was a foreshadow in a way of who jesus would be one day and you and i you and i have been given a similar uh, a similar challenge a similar charge In this way, right? As Moses rescued Israel from bondage in Egypt and led them to the promised land, you and I, our mission is to rescue those or to point those that are trapped in bondage and sin and lead them, point them to Jesus, the one who can heal them and take them to the promised land. Who's preparing a place in heaven for anyone who believes and is obedient and and lives by faith in him? A promised land. Moses was taking the people of, of, of the Hebrew children from Egypt to the promised land, and we are living in a very similar spiritual mission, leading people to Christ and to the promised land. When the going gets tough, when the going gets tough, through great obstacles, through great hardship, through great setbacks, trials and testings, sufferings and sacrifice, and impossible challenges. Moses, Moses, the life of Moses that we just, we just studied, 120 years in, in, in 30 minutes or 35 minutes, Moses demonstrates to every one of us, when the going gets tough, when the going gets tough, God's man... God's woman, God's warriors, God's soldiers, and God's followers live by faith. They press on and they continue to live by faith, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, no matter how good or how low, no matter how bright or how dark, no matter what this world becomes or what turn this world or our country takes, God's children live by faith. Faith in God. Faith, faith that is supported with evidence and proof that is physical of what God has been doing throughout time, leading us to this moment and moving us out into the future. When the going gets tough, God's people live by faith. And I pray to God that you and I, that our families, that we would lead people to Jesus, and that more and more people on the planet would live by faith. And that faith begins in a relationship with Jesus. You can't live by faith without Jesus Christ in your life. And that begins by believing that Jesus is the Son of God, accepting him, saying, God, come into my life, inviting God into your life, and then being obedient to Christ repenting changing doing all you can in yourself to line up your life with God letting the Word of God come into your life being immersed into Christ letting Jesus wash away your sins forgiving you filling you with the Holy Spirit that's called being born again and then living your life every day by faith in Christ father help us to do that help us to give you all that we are we love you so much Thank you for the life of Moses. Help us to, like him, who did so many amazing things, and that one day we'll look back and see all the amazing things you did in our life. But none of them will matter if we're not living by faith. God, help us to look forward to our reward one day like he did, and help us to live by faith every moment until that day comes. We love you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.